Blog Talk Radio. This is the year of the soldier. This is, you know, stand up or, or fall back. You know, I don't really have time to be worried about whether you fuck with me or whether you don't. You know, I, I own a brand called Zero Fucks. So like, do you think that I give a fuck whether you fuck with me or not? I fuck with you. We have a million other things that we could be talking about and we could be doing. And right now, I think that my duty is to other human beings. You don't gotta fuck with me, I fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? These people that buy my brand, they fucks with me. You think that I see because if you're in such pain that you see, you, you think that everybody sees how much in pain you are. Because I'm, I'm coming out a little bit stronger this year. Like I'm guillotining everybody. People that are coming to me to help, healing, they don't not They literally stay right here. All right, y'all, I am here, and it is your girl, D. Scott, with Church, episode 12, and we are going to talk about healing. So um, we've we spoken, I'm, I'm trying to build you guys up the way that a pastor would do, you know, for these divine messages to be able to get to you. So we've spoken about healing, we've spoken about, you know, um, crystals, we've spoken about meditation, we've spoken about Reiki, which I'm actually a Reiki therapist, we've spoken about all these things. And I think that we talked about, when people are going through healing, they talk about everything but the actual act of healing. And you're only going to know that you have gone through, not so much a breakthrough, but a healing, because, and and I can't explain this any better than this. So right now, Mercury's in retrograde, and everybody's afraid of Mercury retrograde and all the retrogrades because I just did a post on my uh, IG at miss.d.scott um, that talks about retrograde being the re, R-E, of everything. You're going to keep reliving. It's just like Groundhog's Day, the movie. Literally the same situation will come and smack you in your face 150,000 times until you learn to not get smacked in the face. Right, you don't, you can't get out of it. You can't like avoid it. You can't say, well, if I just don't think anything, because it doesn't. Like you ever hear somebody say, oh, that just doesn't sit right with me. That means you're not healed from that because it doesn't have to sit right with me anywhere. So let me give you an example. I spent a lot of time um, being angry at people, not so much hating them because I understand, like, I'd have to love you to hate you, and we'll have that conversation another time. We've talked about it. Yeah, I don't get it sometimes. Um, so I spent a lot of time being hurt by people and allowing people to hurt me because some of us, and I'm going to raise my hand, think it is noble to be able to endure pain. It's not. It's stupid. Okay, I don't need to prove to you, and I don't know what little girl or what young man needs to hear this. 
I don't need to prove to you how much I love you or how much I care about you by having to endure the crap that you throw at me because you are insecure or because you're upset about something or because you don't understand a method or any method to my madness. That is not love. When people tell you love isn't supposed to hurt, yes, it is. Because you know why? It's supposed to hurt because love isn't just one thing. We've already had a show on the different types of love. And I think what a lot of people don't understand is that, and I, and I just now learned this like three days ago, you can love somebody and not love them anymore in that way. But still, like when people say, oh, I, this person will always hold a place in my heart. No, you won't. If you don't nurture what's going on in my heart, you can't stay there. You can't stay there. You have to go. And so until I decide that right now there's like a fortress around me, and it's not anything to do with like, guard, you know, being guarded. I'm very open to relationships. I'm very open to new beginnings. I'm very open to it all. But the fortress that's built around me is letting people know I can't come to her with the same crap and bullshit because, you know, I don't really like to cuss on my Sunday show, but let's talk about it. I don't need nobody coming to me with no bullshit. I want a fortress high enough and sharp enough and hard enough that you understand if you jump over this fortress and you come in my little city and you wreak havoc within these walls, there's a consequence for that. So let me give you an example. So yesterday I went to this excellent, fabulous barbecue. And, again, this just goes back to we have to just start doing new things. So I got invited to this barbecue. I ended up having to go by myself. I stop. I get a bottle of rosé. I'm thinking it's just a small barbecue, and it was not. She is one of my clients. She's somebody I know, her and her husband. And always very sweet to me. You know, I knew that they had a couple dollars, but not like this. I pull up to their neighborhood, very working-class neighborhood in Lewiston, if you can think of such a thing, and they have golf carts pulling up to me asking me, do I need a ride to the barbecue? Get to the barbecue, oh, honey, they have a clam tent, a lobster roll tent. They got, you know, this woman has two, like, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And it didn't make me feel jealous. It didn't make me feel like, oh, my God, I want this. It made me feel like, good for her. Like, girl, I had no idea you are out here really doing it. Her and her husband own the construction agency that is basically building all the roads in my city, okay? But they act like very normal, regular-ass people, and I'm thankful for that. So, and what does your money, this is another thing people have to learn, especially you young girls, what does their money have to do with me? And there's a lot of men that get jealous of other people's possessions and, and belongings, right? What does their money have to do with you? It shouldn't have anything to do with you. You want something, you go get it. So I leave the barbecue. They had a bourbon tasting. They had cigar rolling. There's literally about 200 people there. So I end up going, you know, to see my girlfriend, dropping off my son, and there's, you know, family there that I know, so I said some things to her just inquisitively, you know, because there's a, you know, a situation arising. Well, she ends up coming to me, like I come out of my house and she's there and she's like, you know, you were being messy. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And this was the second time that someone wanted to have a confrontation with me. And I'm just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, what are you talking about? 
I said what I said. So let's also get out of the ideology that because someone is asking you a question or telling you the truth because they intrinsically don't know or they're telling you the truth because it is the actual truth, let's stop calling that negative energy because it's not. The truth is going to be the truth no matter what day, how it comes, or when you want it to come. It's always going to be the truth. And so because I run a show called Tell the Truth Tuesday for more than almost, it's almost five years, five years, I'm not going to start lying just because it makes you feel better about whatever it is that you're trying to hide, okay? So I realized in this moment, in this, you know, um, exchange with this girl that she's really upset, she's hurt because there was, you know, some things, but I had to break it down for her. I told her one of the the situations she's talking about has to do with my job, where I get my money. I need to know how to act and react and respond because I know all the parties involved. See, one thing about me, I know a lot of people's business never comes across my mind to say anything about it because I work in in an establishment that's about confidentiality, that deals with money, that deals with people with addictions and other problems. Not my business to talk about it. So I realized in this moment she is really serious that she thought that I'm doing all this on purpose. And I, I, in a very nice old lady way, had to tell her, I don't care what you do in your life. I asked you a question, but you were, and I realized she was self-conscious, and I realized I was on that bourbon from, you know, the party before, so I apologized. I don't apologize often, but I do when there's a misunderstanding. You think that I came there on some sabotage, whatever, whatever, because you already have heightened anxiety because you're aware that I know about certain things. There's no need for that. We're all family here, okay? We're all family here. And so if you felt that way, especially when there's children involved and things like that, I apologize. However, what we're not going to do is pull up at people's houses, which I don't even know what she was doing here. I didn't even think about that. Um, We're not going to pull up at people's houses and address things and get nasty when if I was really being messy, come on now, those of y'all that have been following me for a long time, y'all know I drag people. When I say drag, I'm talking about to the white meat on your chest. But you've not, none of y'all in this circle has committed any offense against me, so what do I care what y'all do in y'all spare time? I don't. I just want to make sure everybody's taken care of and what I can and cannot say Even though I say nothing, I don't, listen, one thing about me, I don't like to be bombarded, and I don't like to be surprised as far as, oh, I didn't know, like, like, it would be like the time I was at Essence Fest, and shout out to everybody that's done at Essence Fest, and I ran into one of my exes from, like, 2010, right? I had been in my mind knowing that I was going to run into him because he's so fine, um, and he's everywhere, he travels a lot. And I knew I was going to end up running into him. And I knew what I was going to do years in advance when I saw him. Didn't matter if it was at the grocery store. Didn't matter if it was in Africa. I knew that I was going to be cute that day, and I was going to walk past him like I'd never seen him before in my life and that he had never licked my areolas. That's exactly, and that's exactly what I did. So if you, this is literally the definition of if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. I'm embarking on new business relationships new business things, and there's a lot of mess that surrounds that. You know, so there are a lot of people, dude, I heard a rumor I told you about myself two weeks ago that I couldn't even believe. 
So a girl can't just be out here just getting her money. She has to be doing all this extracurricular stuff to get it. And what's so crazy is y'all ain't going to never say that you saw me out here hoeing. I remember one time I heard a rumor about myself, like, yeah, she was a hoe back in the day. What day was this? Because I wasn't allowed off my porch. And I said, I, you know, I really do wish that I was a hoe back in the day. So I could have some stories and I could write books about it so we could share a whole story because it seems to be the, the trending theme now. Okay, but hold to me is something very different than hold to you. So in that situation, I realized that people understand at the level of their perception, and it's really not my job to get you to understand what I was saying, but what I did say was this is what I said and this is why I said it. This person is a client of mine. I know this person over here. I know you. This whole situation is messy. So if you feel like I brought that to you and was being messy because I'm asking you a question, my apologies for that. But now here's the flip side of that. If I don't know what to say when confronted with a situation like that, because it's a situation that I can't just sit there and say nothing. I mind my business. I don't mind yours, okay? What would you have me do? How we have another situation, okay? So we really didn't get anywhere in the conversation. I eased her mind to let her know that was not intentional. Maybe the bourbon. How do the white women say I was overserved? Okay, maybe I was overserved that day, but I'm not a sloppy drunk and I'm not a messy drunk and I'm not a messy bitch. Okay, when I want to be messy, it, it's not messy. It's just filth. It's just like she just snatched. Listen, at any point in time, if y'all ever watched any of my online arguments when I used to argue with people online, that's how I know I'm healing. And when I used to have to get with people online, it would go from zero to 4,000 degrees real quick because I already knew you was coming little snide comment here and there, little, you know, I know you see certain things, you didn't like it. So I already know that you secretly waiting to, to have something to say. So I'm going to just gather my nuggets all together and ready to bust you in your face with them when you come at me wrong publicly. You're better off just pulling me to the side. And I appreciate the fact that she pulled up to the house. Now, a couple weeks ago, I get a text message from, you know, somebody's mom, so on and so forth. And it was crazy because I didn't realize that this woman was inviting me to fight. Honey child, I am grown, okay? We're we not even fighting. Now, don't hit me now because if you hit me, I'm going to beat the fuck out of you. But, that, but that's – and guess what? Even if I don't beat the fuck out of you, you're still going to jail. So everybody needs to be respecting everybody's boundaries when we're healing. And so the fact that I don't want to automatically fight people anymore, I don't, I don't even want to argue with you people. It's not, it's not worth it to me. You know, it's, it's definitely not worth it to me. So what ends up happening is we end up having these situations where, you know, people will test your gangster all the time. That's what the universe does, right? So this lady is asking me to meet her, and I'm like, yeah, you know, where did you want to meet up so we can sit down and have a conversation? And this, is, again, has something to do with children and things like that. And then my stepdad's like, you know she's trying to fight. She's there. And I'm like, really? So that lets me know that I'm healing. I also know that I'm healing past things because I take breaks from things that hurt me, right? So if it's alcohol, you have to take that break. You can't say that you're in treatment for alcohol abuse and you're still drinking. You know, you can't say that you're trying to be a better husband or a better father and you're either not in counseling or not asking your wife or your significant other what she needs or what you could do to be a better parent. Um, I'm also aware that some people – are not healed enough to de-escalate, right? So we get into, like, why am I going to get in an argument with somebody that doesn't even understand what I'm saying? And now I'm, I'm telling you right now, I think the most gangster thing ever is the silent killer. 
I really do. I think the person that sits there, reviews the situation, that actually doesn't go off, in my mind, is now the most gangster. Because that person didn't exert any energy on feeding into what you thought, what he said, what she said, all this other stuff. Sometimes people just want to have a reason to not like you or to not rock with you or to feel a certain way about you. Let them have it. But I'm not going to give you any extra additive preservatives and ingredients to hate my guts. You hate me just fine just from what you see on the Internet, and I ain't even really did what I normally be doing, okay? When you're going through the healing, okay, you're literally going to get the same lesson 4,000 times until you pass it. That's all a retrograde is. I'm standing strong in my retrograde because I'm very excited to be moving past that and try to have relationships in which I'm at least healed enough to try to not heal the other person or other people, but make them understand that some of the ways that they were living or things that they were doing to other human beings is wrong. And I'm not saying like, so if I'm saying it's wrong, it's not an interpretation. It's people know exactly what they be doing when they do it to you. And they have to stand on that. When we just sit there and just let, oh, I forgive you, no, no, no. I need you to understand before I even talk forgiveness, okay? I need you to understand that you hurt me or that you hurt this person or you hurt your child or you hurt your mother, okay? I need you to understand that because if you don't understand that, the apology that I'm getting is not real. So that means that our relationship isn't going to be healed and you're not going to be healed either. We throw around the terminology healer all the time. And a lot of people don't understand that the best healers are 100% of the time ones that have already walked with their angels and they've walked with their demons too. Same species, just two different intentions, okay? Healing is not cute. Healing is not sitting in a rock, you know, and meditating. I can't meditate. We had this whole conversation. And I'm saying I can't because I don't want to. And one of the reasons I don't want to meditate is because, it, it, for me, it's just all what you formulate in your mind. Meditation for me is running. Getting on the, the, the treadmill or hitting the streets for hours, logging in, you know, 10, 15 miles a day, that's, what I, that's my meditation. I haven't been running since I've been back from Mexico, so now I'm getting my, you know, little food baby back. But, you know, I definitely feel a shift in consciousness when it comes to people. I was faced with one of my biggest demons within, you know, quite recently, and I felt nothing. And I posted about it, and I was like, is this what healing is? When you can just actually look at somebody and just be like, I don't feel anger, I don't feel rage, I don't feel... Uh, sad, I don't feel happy, I literally feel nothing, because I think that that's what death feels like. Death has been described as feeling like weightlessness and just nothingness. People that have, you know, passed on and then came back to life, like on some old, you know, coma type shit. So for me, in healing, I just want to put this out there, maybe nobody's going to tell you this, there has to be a death. There has to be a death of either the old you, just like they talk about in Alcoholics Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous. You have to get rid of people, places, and things that are making you sick or that are making you become an addict. Some of us are addicts to attention. Some of us are addicts to being a victim because that's what gets us the attention. 
See, a lot of people, when they read my first book, Staying in Lane, a Diary, a, Hot, a Diary of a Hot Mess, they were like, oh, my God, I didn't know that that happened to you. Right, because I keep my pain private. It's not for everyone to be on display so that you can feel sorry for me because you can't go back and change that someone tried to break my face. You can't go back and change that someone almost murdered me. You can't go back and change any of the things that happen. All we can do is try to look forward to the future. Okay. So in this level of healing, there was a death. And so there's, it's just like a newborn baby, right? We're all excited to see a newborn baby. Healing is kind of like that. So you go to your funeral, which I have mental funerals for people all the time. You have to let them rest in peace out of your life. Dude, I do whole ceremonies about it because I don't, listen, one thing about me, I'm super cheap. I will spend money. I'll spend guap, but I'm super cheap. So I don't want nobody living in my head or in my heart space for free, okay? Relationships are not free. You can sit there and say, oh, I did everything for this person. They still paid a price. You still paid a price. Oh, he never did nothing for me. Yeah, so even more, you're letting this person live in your head and your heart for free. Everything with me costs money. Vibes is a currency. If you're not paying me what I need, I don't want to be there. I don't want to be there. And then guess what? I have the option. I don't have to talk to you. My mother, you know, even in her sickness, there were certain things that she would tell us, and my mom used to always say, because it was kind of almost, if you think about it, like a pimp mentality, where she says, you know, you guys as my children were raised to really not need me. But the difference is that she said, you will need me long before I will need you. And she was right. We could get mad at my mom. I think I was mad at my mom one time for like a month when I was like 18 and all types of terrible things happened. I ended up having to not come home, but like having to, you know, I needed my mama. You know, Christmas, holidays, things like that, I needed my mama. So I think that I took that into life, but that doesn't mean that I go into relationships showing my hand and not my heart, right? If you're always accustomed to doing for people being a trick, because girls be tricks too. Y'all not, listen, one thing about me, I don't give men money. Mm -mm. If we don't share a last name, we don't share DNA, do not ever ask me for $1.18, ever. It is the most, like, that is turnoff.com. And, oh, you can ask him, no, I don't ask. You may ask me, what do I want, or this, this, and this, and I'm going to tell you. And if it's inside your realm of finances, then you'll probably get it from me because guess what? I would do the same for you. But don't ask me for anything. I will do for you what I want to do because all relationships also, let's keep it G, are prepaid. Relationships are prepaid. Run that back. If you started a relationship with me and we're, you know, talking on the phone every day and I'm getting my therapy sessions with you, because that's really what we do. Sometimes we use our boyfriends as therapy sessions, soundboards, you know. And if I'm talking to you every day and you are taking me to eat every day or we're going to brunch every Sunday and you're buying me these trinkets and doing these little things for me, those are prepayments for future things that I'm going to do for you. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that if you don't buy me anything that I'm not going to buy you anything, but what it does mean is that I take those things into consideration when you get jacked up, when you need a little something, okay? And a lot of people don't take into consideration that there are people, and I think this is a lot of men, I hear a lot of men say that you're appreciate like a lot of men say 
they're very afraid to do for a woman like go. Cause trust me, I don't know what kind of men y'all date. I date the kind that want to see me have things or want to see me look nice or do better or whatever, and they will invest and they will, you know, they will spend money. I've been very fortunate and spoiled in that. I, I will not complain about that. But the other things that they do, money, you know, that's attached to certain behaviors sometimes because they think that they're doing so much for you. It's a no. It's a no. You could be faithful and you could be a nice person and not hit like on certain, you know, uh, pages and still be respectful of our relationship and do stuff for me because I don't do that to you. So I've heard, you know, a lot of men say that they would love to do for a woman, but they don't want to because then they don't want to seem like a trick or they don't want to seem like that's what their relationship is based on. Well, I'm going to go back to the old adage, it ain't tricking if you got it. I've never seen a man that really had it like that throw up in a woman's face everything that he did for her if he really had it. You know, like Russell Simmons really got it. You ain't never heard him drag Kamora and say, if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't have baby fat and this, this, and this. You know why? Because that's a different level of money. If a dude is throwing up in your face what he did for you, also take, take, take the time to acknowledge that and say, you know what, yeah, you did pay for my school or you did do this, but you also did these things. And so that prepayment, we washed even. I don't owe you anything. Just because somebody paid, girl, listen, I done had people pay for my school, books, all that, lodging, all of it. It is, it is all above me now, okay? But I also pay it forward in my relationships, and we've talked about this before. So if I don't feel comfortable in spending money on you, it's because you likely didn't prepay into that type of relationship. Maybe you prepaid into the type of relationship where I just make you a plate Tuesdays and Thursdays. I don't know. But all relationships are prepaid. All relationships are prepaid. Look at your, your job. So part of healing is understanding that, what did that person or what are you putting into a relationship? Is that the reason why you're getting out of your relationship what you're getting? Because you prepaid or you sold into something. Because sow and prepay, it's the same thing. Same thing. So I prepay into my relationship certain things. When I don't receive them, my mother taught me not to get upset. You don't look a gift horse in the mouth. You give because that's what you can do. And that's what makes me a realer than a lot of people. Because I don't give to receive back. You have already had to have given to me for me to have that level of loyalty to you where I'm going to give back to you. If you didn't prepay into that and you were too busy worried about everybody else, get the collection plate because I can't help you. And that's part of my healing. My healing does not mean that I have to go save you. you grown. You knew what you was doing. So as we close the show out, I want to talk about um, – DJ Ruckus official, because he's younger. I, I believe he's at least 10 years younger than me, and I've talked about him before because I love his energy, I love his vibe. I'm going to definitely have to get to one of his concerts. And he penned this beautiful breakup letter to his girlfriend, who was also beautiful, and she's a model or something like that. And I think that when you're in a healing and loving and safe space, you're okay to be vulnerable. And so I'm going to read you what he wrote and he posted today on Instagram about, um, you know, and, and about him breaking up with this girl. And it was so interesting to me because I was just like, he, you know, nobody knows what happened or what he did or, you know, what she did, but they broke up. 
and he posted, was it just seven hours ago, he says, where do I even start? I'm sorry to everyone in the world that was rooting for our love or believed in love themselves more because of how great our love looked from their point of view. May I ask you all, don't stop believing. To all the people in the world that are going through tough times, stay strong. This is the hardest thing I've dealt with in my life emotionally. Yet I remind myself the life I live and so many others in my circle is so far beyond blessed. It's hard to cry about anything. Shanina, who is a very, very beautiful top model, uh, Shanina is the greatest love I have ever known. She has made me a better me and shown me what it feels like to be safely guarded, respected, and supported by a real woman. Shanina, thank you for you. Thank the universe for aligning our short time together. Thank your mother and father for creating you. Thank you for your family and allowing me your hand in marriage. I hope you know um, I hope you know that forever all of our mutual friends and family have come to know our support system will be will and forever be your family. I expect the world to be forever respectful, supportive, and treat you like the queen you are. On behalf, as I will do myself, I will love you forever. I would have never guessed us to end. I hope we could be all the odds against us, the careers, the travel, and the cultural differences. I would like the world to know nothing traumatic happened. We just aren't compatible the way we need to be to maintain a marriage. We are not happy together as it seemed in pictures and interviews. We tried hard. We had beautiful times, and just because life is blessed doesn't mean everything works and or is easy. I pray that we grow and achieve all of what we want in life. You are the most beautiful woman on the planet. Don't ever forget it and go get all of what you deserve. And I can't believe I just put this on Instagram. It's okay to not be okay. There is light at the end of the tunnel. I'm a happy human and plan to get back to being that way forever. Good night. Good morning. I love everyone. And it's a picture of him. Now, first of all, I didn't even know that they were married. So that's part of what I was talking about. When people are going through healing, they really don't want people in their business because it's private, and we hold things that we love and are near and dear to us close, and we hold them to be private. Love isn't, you know, just because somebody doesn't display somebody on the Internet, like I tell people all the time, just because I don't post a picture doesn't mean there's not somebody in the picture. I used to be that way where I wanted everybody to know where I was at in that moment, in that time, and that causes negative energy for people to just be upset. All it takes is one person looking like, dang, she, you know, why is she always there? Why is she always at SSS? Why is she always doing this? Why is she always doing that? And then just your whole time there can turn. You know, people love you that you've never met, but there are people that hate you that speak to you every day, and you would never know, and they don't know how hard it is. So that's when I read that um, post, it let me know that this man is healthy. This man is somebody that will enjoy love again. This man is somebody that really is living what he is kicking. If you've ever seen his show, he jumps on the turntables. He's just full of energy. But I love the fact he did not drag her. I am not in a place of being that healed. I'm not. Because if you hurt me, I want the world to know that whatever you post on the Internet is not real and that you, all this black woman, queen, this, you know, it always be the ones that start off with, hey, queen, then be the first ones calling you a bunch of bitches and whores when y'all break up, right? 
So I love a man that can keep his composure and admit this is another problem, especially with our brown men, admit I love you and you are still everything that I thought you were. We just can't be those things together, right? And that's very emotional for me because I'm going through the same similar situation looking at somebody that you loved so much and then having to say, you know, I can't continue in the relationship as it was. So if we can't figure out how to be in each other's lives, then we have to cease being in each other's lives at all. And that, my friends, is healing. You try taking something that you have known and you have coddled and you have nurtured these relationships, even with my friendships. My friendships have spanned longer than any, you know, male relationship, and I loved my girls. I do. They're my sisters. You know, Lisa would say, like, you're not my sister, you're more important. No, you're my sister. So I don't know what you're talking about, and you can, you know what I mean? But she's an only child, so this is why. But even through all of that, all my girls have never betrayed me in a way. They've never gone behind my back. We just ceased to exist so that we can exist in a different and a better form later. There are people that did betray me, that talked behind my back and, you know, said all these things. And really it's crazy because that's you and your ovaries showing. That's your level of healing that you're at because maybe you're not interested in healing. But I'm not interested in being friends with people that are not at a certain level of healing. You know, I talked to my boy Ronan yesterday, and we were talking about how people's energy is You could see it on the Internet, but when you see people in person, I promise you, my vibes are literally more explosive in person than they are on the Internet. And I know this because strangers will tell me this. It doesn't matter where I go. It doesn't matter where I be. They'll tell me that. And that, to me, is the best compliment. Not you're pretty, not you're cute, not I like your shoes, not I like your bracelet, but, wow, your energy is just so – and it it gravitates people towards you, right? But – in that time, while we're all trying to heal, right, people have to understand that you can sit up there and create whatever life you want on the Internet or whatever life you want to portray, like, in real life. You're the one that has to deal with the depression when you don't meet up to those demands and expectations that you set on yourself or that you portray in public. You have to deal with that. And I know somebody right now, and Ronan and I were talking about that yesterday, like, you know, when I met dude, you know, his vibes just, It wasn't like the same person. And it's funny because men always like to drag us and say little snide things about hair and weaves and things like that. And I always tell them, well, you know, you're so so hot. Why don't you just go ahead and take your shirt off and take a picture by the pool? Since you have so much to say about women's bodies, let's talk about yours and your dad body and you didn't even get birth, nor do you have children. So that level of healing is – I just want to get to a DJ Ruckus level of healing where I can say to somebody, I love you even though I know that our time is over and I wish nothing but the best for you and I want to be there for you in some capacity in some way, but just not today. That is the real level of healing. And you could feel his pain, you know, as he's writing it, especially when it's a breakup that you can't, explain to anybody because things are just not working out, people grow apart. You know, when people talk about soulmates, I want you guys to also understand that you don't get just one. Because if that's the case, are you the same person that you were when you were 18, now at 36, or now at 45? I would hope not. 
So I'm going to leave you guys with a song to clean your house to. And I think it's pretty indicative of healing. And we're going to talk more about that. We're going to talk about shadow work too because there's some misconceptions about that and people being like, oh, that wasn't up but the devil. No, sometimes that's not the devil. Sometimes the devil is you. I'm up and- 